I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. In this episode, I talk about the secrets to making the holiday season memorable, fun, and spiritual. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. The only thing better than knowing you're listening to this program is getting to meet you in person. And that's why I want to invite you to the 2023 CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference in Dallas, Texas. I hope you're going to be able to make it. And I want to tell you early, this is going to be coming around a little over a year from now. Because I hope you'll set aside money in your, in your budget or your church budget for you and for as many people as you know to go. So we're going to be having the Small Church Leadership Conference. It's going to be Thursday, November 30th through Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. And it's going to cost about $129 per night for the lodging. And then $100 per person registration. Registration will open soon, probably open in the new year. And who's it for? Well, it's for any full-time or bivocational ministers, for missionaries, for self-supporting leaders, and really for anyone who aspires to leadership in the future. The 2019 conference had a little over 100 people there. 2021 had over 200 guests. And we're guessing around 400 people in attendance or more in 2023. So you really don't want to miss this. So you might be thinking, oh, I don't know if I should go to this Listen, if you're listening to this broadcast, if you're listening to this and you enjoy what's being shared, this is the perfect environment for you. Regardless of what your position is in the church, you're a grower, you, you're a goer, you want to make disciples, you want to multiply churches, and that's what the conference is all about. The CLIMB conference is designed to help you and your ministry grow. We want to work together with you to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. So where's it going to be at? It's going to be in Dallas, Texas, and it's going to be in the same hotel and conference center that we met at in 2021. So please save the date. If you're in the ministry, please put it on your ministry calendar. Start saving. Set aside the funds to make the trip to Dallas in 2023. And please stay from Thursday all the way through Sunday. So if you need any more information or questions, just contact me at rob at robskinner.com. That's rob at robskinner.com. I look forward to seeing you in Dallas in 2023. Hey, it's holiday time here in the States, and I love this time period. And I hope and pray that this is your best holiday season so far. I know that if you're not living in the States, that you don't probably don't celebrate Thanksgiving, which is the fourth Thursday in November here in the States, and it's a big one. It's like number two. Uh, holiday here in the United States. But I wanted to share with you some things I've learned to prepare for a great holiday season. And I think a lot of these crossover, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, 
and how to make it a, a great, great time. I mean, I've, I've gone through a few, been, been through this rodeo quite a few times, but I want to talk about some of the things, some of the secrets I've learned along the way to make it a great, great time. I've had some good times and I've had some not so awesome holidays. And I think I've picked up a few things along the road that have helped me to steer it more towards the positive side. So first of all, and probably the most important thing that I've done that has really made a huge difference is create, print, and post a plan for your holidays in advance. This is something that came about probably about 20 years ago when my kids were in elementary school. And what would happen is both my wife and my daughter would come up to me and say, hey, dad, what's the plan today? What's going on? And, you know, I would just have nothing to answer. Like it'd be like Thanksgiving or Christmas or, and we'd be on vacation. And I, I didn't really have a plan. It's probably, I was happy that I, I didn't have a plan really. And yet both my, first my wife, I mean, she loves to know what's happening, what to expect, what's coming up. She likes to know the details. And then amazingly enough, my daughter was, uh, just like my wife in that way, just say, dad, what's, what's going on? And so we'd be on holiday and, you know, after a while, it's like, at first it was irritating. Then finally I'm like, okay, this is not going to go away. I can't correct it away. I can't disciple it away. This is, this is a legitimate question. They want to know what's happening over the holidays. And so what I did in order to reduce the, the inquiries is I created a a schedule for our holiday period. And so I did that for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, and it's become a family tradition that's made such a huge difference. And so what I do is I pull out my Word document on the computer, and then I type it up with the date, and then a schedule of the activities that we have going and what to look forward to and what to expect. And then I post it on our refrigerator. And I'll tell you what, it has made a huge difference. And every year, the kids... And, and my wife, look forward to it because it's it's sitting, right now it's sitting on my fridge. We're, we're about a week away right now from Thanksgiving. It's Thursday, November 17th when I'm recording this. And it's already sitting on my refrigerator and I've already emailed it out to my wife and my adult children and they're going to be here for Thanksgiving as well as my son-in-law. And, and so what I did the other night is I just sat down and I said, hey, what do you guys want to do? what's important to you for Thanksgiving and everyone shared their ideas. And I just collected all those things threw in a few ideas of my own and we put that together. So I'll just read through it. I, I, and I'm going to include this in this, in the show notes that you can pull out. But uh, you know, for us, Thanksgiving starts on Wednesday night, 5 PM. We're meeting at our house. I'm going to be doing a, a prayer and a scripture. And then we're going to go out to in and out, which is like a burger burger place nearby that we love. It's kind of a, a guilty pleasure. We don't eat there all the time, but it's definitely fun for the night before Thanksgiving. And so we're going to go out and get burgers, which is always fun. It's cheap and it's fun. And then we're going to watch the movie, the, the Fellowship of the Ring. And so I've got this whole schedule planned. And then the next day is all planned out. I've got bullet points for each activity and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But I can tell you this, when you plan out your holiday it makes a huge difference. It takes the pressure off of you if you're a man listening to this. And it gives everyone else a lot to look forward to and a structure. Now, it doesn't mean that we stick to every single thing. Sometimes things come up and we change it, but it's nice. And I'll tell you what, the question is, what's the plan today? 
that question has gone away. And even if they ask it, I say, it's posted on the refrigerator. <laughs> so that's 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 number one. Probably the, the biggest thing that I would say has made a big difference for making a great, great holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Number two in making this your best holiday ever is resolve any relational tension prior to the holidays. You're going to be around your family or your friends if you're single. You'll probably be around uh, people that you're close to a lot during the holidays, which is awesome. But it also can bring up a lot of tension. And so you need to take a look and, and go, okay, is there anyone that I'm not feeling super close with here? Or do I know someone in my family that's not reconciled to another person? There's nothing worse than going into the holidays and you know that a couple people in your family are not really vibing, so to speak. They're not really feeling very close together. And you know that's going on. Everyone can sense it. You can feel the, 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 the how, how would you say, it? I guess the vibrations or the, the mood. You can see it in the body language. And so it's a good time to talk and beforehand. This is a great time before the holidays hit to have those hard talks that are not fun, not pleasant, but really important. And I was just reading a book by Sky Jathani. It's called What If Jesus was serious. And I liked what he said. He said, listen, if, if you want to be like Jesus, you got to be a peacemaker, not a peace faker. And I thought that was an awesome expression because in order to make peace, Jesus had to die on the cross. He had to do the hard, the dirty work, the painful work in order to bring peace. And if you want peace in your holidays, the price is you're going to have to have the tough talks, the uncomfortable talks, the awkward talks, of forgiveness and apology that makes for a great holiday. And so don't fake it. Don't pretend there's a, a peace when there's not a peace in your family. Instead, bring it up and help out. If there's some people that are at war in your family, try to, try to mend it. You can't always do it, but do your best to help. Number three, fast in preparation for the holidays. Okay, I'm planning on eating big on the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, my wife is an amazing cook. And I'm already thinking about all the food. I, I've already told my wife the things that I would like to see on the table. And, and so have my kids. And so it's going to be, guarantee it's going to be amazing. So guess what? I'm going through a period of fasting. Okay, this this last Sunday I fasted. Monday I fasted. This whole week, I'm. it's, it's kind of a spiritual time because I think, okay, I want to prepare. I want to make sure that I'm in great shape spiritually. And so you know you're going to get your calorie count for sure over Thanksgiving and Christmas. Why not, instead of feeling guilty afterwards and going, oh, I gotta, I'm got to stop eating on Monday after Thanksgiving, why not right now use it spiritually to get ready? And so um, after my fast on Sunday and Monday, it was awesome. I just felt like, okay, this is exactly what I need to do. felt great to take control of my, my physical appetite. It felt great to spend extra time in prayer. I felt like the weakness I experienced really reminded me how weak I am with God. So instead of afterwards, after the holidays, why not now? Why not take some time before the holidays to fast, to prepare, to get ready, and to think about uh, what's coming up? Okay, fourth secret to make this your best holiday ever. 
Make shopping for yourself easy. Give people a list of ideas. This is something that can be really tough, especially if you get older and you're past the toy stage. People aren't buying you toys like you were when you were a kid. And they look at you and they go, you know, he already has everything or he doesn't want anything or she doesn't want anything. So instead, you need to help people out and and help people to know what you would like. If you exchange gifts, and many of you do, um, give the person a list. Because oftentimes we say, oh, I don't want anything. I don't get anything. Then the person guesses, gives you gifts, and then you throw them out or you don't even like them. And it's really your fault because you didn't help out at all. And so if you are married and, you know, you have this mindset that your husband should read your mind and get you the perfect gift, help him out a little bit. And this is where I just talk to my wife, say, honey, what do you really want this Christmas? But I think it's important for guys especially, man, if you want something, make it clear. Help out. You know, if, if your kids are of an age where they can give gifts, Help them out and and give people a list of the ideas you want. It makes for a much more special and a lot more fun for you when you're opening presents that you actually appreciate. Gift cards? No way. I don't like gift cards at all. Uh, they just sit in my drawer for, for months on end. I finally end up using them. Um, I mean, of course, they're not bad, but I go, man, gifts are so much more meaningful and special. Anyway, let's move on here. Point number five to make this your best holiday ever. Give yourself full permission to enjoy yourself. What I mean by that is declare a feasting and celebration period. You know, the Old Testament is filled with feasts. Uh, Feast of Tabernacle, you've got all these different feasts and celebration periods that God instituted. And this is one of those times. And, and you just need to decide, okay, this is a time of feasting. You've already spent time of, of difficulty uh, fasting perhaps, but you need to decide, okay, from this period to this period, I'm just feasting and celebrating and and view it, plan it, make sure in, in advance, you know, this is coming up. Why does that matter? Well, because a lot of times we feel guilty when we're eating so much or we're just do, doing nothing, so quote unquote, but it's important. Like for me, I've declared a time for Thanksgiving which is, of course, again, I just say this for the benefit of our international listeners. It's Thursday, fourth Thursday in, in November. For, for me, I've declared it from Wednesday night to Friday night. And so I've got about two, 48 hours where we're going to eat, we're going to enjoy ourselves, we're going to watch movies. I'm not going to be doing any ministry stuff, um, anything scheduled. I'm not going to be doing anything like that, just be spending time with the family and with friends I want to spend time with. So um, during that time, I've given myself full permission to eat whatever I want to. I can snack on whatever I want to, and there's no guilt. There's no worry. I'm not, not doing anything else. And it's nice to know, okay, this is this is intended. This is planned. If not, it's it's hard because your work will bleed into your holiday period. And that's not good because you feel like you never really took a break. Six secret to making this your best holiday ever. Plan activities that bring people together. Okay. Do things, do things that are fun that bring people together. Going on walks. Going out and doing a day trip together. Going for a long drive where you're forced to talk to each other. Um, do things, you know, plan a trip. Like we're going golfing. Okay, I'm a terrible golfer, but I'm going to go with... 
my two my two boys and a couple friends from church, and we're gonna do a, like a little tournament Thursday morning of Thanksgiving, and I'm looking forward to that. But that brings us together. Those those are things that we really enjoy doing together. Um, have plan for talks. Like we're gonna have a discussion on Thursday after after our Thanksgiving dinner to talk about Christmas, talk about what gifts we're going to give each other, how to make Christmas happy. We're going to, t- we're, we're going to talk about how to make it a, a great Christmas. So do things that bring people together. Watching movies is fun, and definitely it's part of my, our holiday. But if that's all you do, um, I don't think that's really going to serve your purpose. Go out on long walks, man. Burn off some calories after, after the meal. Do things that really get you talking together. Okay, here's something for parents with younger children. Christmas time is a great time to do some unique things. And then this is something, this is secret number seven, plan out a nativity play for young kids. Okay, this is something that we did in Fukuoka, Japan, when we lived there for a year, planting a church, is we had my sister, (laughs) my sister-in-law come out to visit, and we dressed up, and my daughter Anne was like one year old at that time, so she was baby Jesus, and we, we, we threw blankets on ourselves to, you know, act out the, the role of the shepherds. And we just did a little nativity play right there. And it was awesome. I mean, it was just fun. It was fresh. But do things, do things as skits that are kind of spiritual but also fun for the young kids to remind people of what it's all about. That's just a little gimme. That's a, that's a throwaway. It was a lot of fun. And so I'd recommend doing things like that. Number eight, secret to having a great holiday. Write thank you notes and have your kids write thank you notes. This is a forgotten art, but it's so important, okay? You can email people to say thanks. Sure, that, that's become more common, definitely. But there's nothing more powerful than when you receive gifts from friends or family to write a handwritten note to say thank you and to mail it. To get a card in the mail, to get a letter in the mail saying, hey, thank you so much for your gift card or thank you so much for your present. I really appreciate it. It made my Christmas awesome. And then training your kids to do that afterwards. And so, this, of course, this has more to do with Christmas than with Thanksgiving. But it's something that we tried to train our kids in that, you know, after Christmas, we would sit down and we'd write cards. And so make sure that you take the time and let your kids see it because gratitude is so important. Don't just, you don't want to just be a taker and just take things for granted. Make sure that 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 tradition gets passed off. Okay, number nine, talk about and set a spending cap on Christmas or even on Thanksgiving. Okay, the expenses can go wild. We're going into a recession here in the States. I don't know what's happening in your country, Um, but it's good to talk a little bit about how much you're planning on spending overall. And so, you know, we've got different attitudes in our family about Christmas and what makes a great Christmas. And so we got to talk about it in advance so that everyone's happy and everyone gets their needs met and that there's a compromise. So we got to negotiate a little bit so that we don't spend too much and then end up in, in January feeling regretful, like, oh my gosh, now we're in trouble financially. That's, that wrecks a good, a good Christmas. Tenth secret on making this your best holiday ever. Develop shopping traditions. Okay, my wife is an incredible shopper. I mean, she's 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 up there. She's a top-tier shopper. She loves it. 
She loves going to Target. She loves to go to Ross. She loves to you know drop by all this. She loves to go to the La Encantada Mall. She's she's hardcore. I mean, she's into it. She just enjoys going into stores. Me, on the other hand, I can't stand it. Really don't like it. Don't like all the activity, all the just the overwhelming. I don't know what it, what it is about. Just I like to go knowing what I want to get. I just get in there, get out, and then you know stay away. And so it causes a little friction. And and I think for my wife, she enjoys this period so much for the shopping. I mean, she's she's already like stowing stuff away for Christmas. She's got I can tell she's got little bags of stowed away gifts and and stocking stuffers already in her closet. And she's just she's in gear. But for me, I I got to make a little confession. I usually buy my gifts on Christmas Eve. Now, I know for some of you that's like, what? Christmas Eve? Yes. Okay, <laughs> Christmas Eve. Now, I'll go to the mall, and this is the tradition I've developed. My, I go out with my daughter, Anne, and she helps me. I need, I need help. And we go into a store, and especially for shopping with my wife, Pam, shopping for my wife, Pam, I can make a lot of mistakes, and I've made many mistakes in the past, getting the wrong gift, getting her something she didn't like. Well, I've learned the solution. Go with my daughter, Anne, and she helps me. And so we'll go, and we often go to the mall. We go into a jewelry store, get her something nice. And it's it's a really awesome, fun tradition. And so we've got it scheduled pretty much every Christmas Eve. My daughter and I, it's, it's a father-daughter trip. And one year we did that, and we went out, and we, we, we bought a dog. It was listed on Craigslist, and it was listed as, as a French bulldog, uh, French pug, French, French bulldog, French, yeah, French bulldog. Okay, they look like pugs. Anyway, so we bought it, and we brought it home, and then we had my wife sit down on Christmas Eve and say, hey, we got a, we got a present for you. You got an early early Christmas opening here. And so we got a box that was about, oh, about 18 inches by 18 inches. And I put the dog in the box. He was a little little puppy at the time. And I said, okay, close your eyes, hold out your hands. And so she did that. And I set the box in her hands. And of course, the, the dog was moving inside. And so she, Pam was like, oh, oh, what's going on? What's happening? And I said, open your eyes. And she opened her eyes, took off the lid, and there's this little, beautiful little puppy right there. She was so happy. I scored so many points that Christmas. I mean, she was just pumped. <laughs> it was just great. And and it was great. It was a great memory for my daughter and me. And my wife never forgets it. Um, now, the dog didn't work out because it actually wasn't a French bulldog. The people that sold it to me kind of lied about its heritage it was more of a pit bull not a french bulldog but i didn't know it till about a year later when the dog became massive and terrorized my 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 pug that we already had and so we had we just couldn't handle it It it's just just so much energy and everything we had to give the dog away but that night was awesome (laughs) and so develop shopping traditions do fun things make it if if you're not a shopper make it an event where it can be awesome. So I know pretty much if my daughter's with me, my, my wife is going to love whatever we get. And she, I, I have a pretty much perfect record ever since I started including my daughter in that. Okay. 
Another thing you can think about, number 11 secret, is use a gift drawing. If you've got a large family, if you've got adult kids, and you're concerned about spending money, it's nice to think about, okay, let's, let's take a drawing. And each person chooses, you know, you, you select names, you put a, a list of names in a hat, and then you draw names. And you say, okay, I'm going to get a really nice gift for this one person for the holiday. And we've done that before, and that's nice, especially because what it means is the kids are getting one gift for someone in the family, but it's a really nice gift. And you set a price on how much is given, like whatever it might be. But it's it's usually bigger than normal because they won't be receiving gifts from other people. So that's just an idea. We don't always do that, but that's something we've done in the past. Number 12, solicit everyone's input. Ask people, hey, what what's going to make this holiday, Thanksgiving, really special for you? What would make you really happy? And this is, this is the time to do it, tonight or tomorrow. Just say, okay, hey, we want Christmas or Thanksgiving to be really awesome. What one thing, if we had it scheduled, would make this really memorable for you? And then put it on your printed schedule. This is super important because a lot of times you go through the holidays and it's really awesome for one person. But for the other people, they're just checked out. They're on their phone the whole time. They're on their computer and they're not engaged. And that's such a drag, such a drag for parents. It's a drag for everybody when you're together, but everyone's really separate. Everyone's mind is elsewhere. It's, it's just because people act like they don't want to be there. So now's the time to really get people's input. Here's the 13th secret. Get away if no one's coming home. Let's say that you're an empty nester. Your kids maybe, or maybe your kids are married and they're going to the other side of the family, going to the in-laws to, to Christmas, okay? Man, go on vacation. You know, get away. Make it fun. Make it special. Do something with your wife or your husband. I think... Related to that, number 14 is this, plan a vacation after your vacation. Vacations can really wear you out. I mean, having a bunch of people in your home, keeping your house clean, planning, putting all this effort into it, serving your family, it can be tiring. So you may want to plan a vacation after your holiday and get away. That's what Pam and I are planning on doing this year. It's been a crazy year for us. My mom died in the summer. We've had a lot of drama this year in the wake of COVID. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. So we are getting away. We're going on a, on a vacation. We're flying out of town. And I'm looking forward to that. We're going to go on the 28th of Christmas, or 28th of December. And that's going to be fun. So we're going to have a great holiday. But then Pam and I are just going to get away and have a time to recover. It's not a sabbatical. I know that's a big hot topic these days. I'm going on sabbatical. Just a vacation. Just getting away for a few days. It's going to be awesome. Okay, number 15, do something to help people. Okay, do something to help people. Thanksgiving is an awesome time to serve. What we've been doing right recent, this week is we're doing a coat drive, and I pulled out a bunch of jackets that I had and donating to help the poor. Um, we're going to be helping out with Habitat for Humanity, helping build homes for veterans. Um, this is the time, you know, and get your family engaged. Find, find out ways. Like one time we did over the holidays, we... When we lived in Japan, we made um, rice balls or, you know, onigiri is the word in Japanese for the homeless in Yoyogi Park. And we went down there, rode our bikes down and passed them out to people. It was fun. And kids still remember that. Whatever you do, especially when the kids are younger, they remember. These things get seared into their mind. It, it gets imprinted. And so these traditions that you set in of, of helping people, serving people, 
they will recall decades later and they'll look back with fondness on what you set in motion early on. So think about how can I help somebody this holiday? Number 16, okay, have a spiritual vacation, but don't take a vacation spiritually. Okay, let me say that again. Have a spiritual vacation, but don't take a vacation spiritually. What do I mean by that? A lot of times we we go on vacation and all of our spiritual practices just go out the window. We just take a break from from God. We take a break from our spiritual. We take a vacation spiritually. You know, we 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 don't read our Bible. We don't pray. We we don't confess sin. We we don't we let our guard down. And all of a sudden, we come back into the new year and we are feeling totally hollowed out, empty, guilty, ashamed, and spiritually on zero. Even though it was, it was an amazing time in, in a sense, but basically what happened was we took a vacation spiritually. We didn't have a spiritual vacation. We just took a vacation spiritually. So what can you do to make it a spiritual vacation? And these next few really tie into this. Number 17, bring out the Bible. Okay, bring out the Bible. Use the Bible at home. And now this is funny because, you know, I'm assuming that you're a Christian, you're a disciple if you're listening to this, but it's funny how on vacation we can segment our faith and the Bible stays up on the shelf or in our, in our app and we never use it. And so this is why having a, a schedule plan makes a difference. For instance, on my schedule, I've got, okay, Thursday at 5 we meet Scripture Reflection and Prayer by Rob and Pam. So I'm going to lead a, a reflection, a prayer, in anticipation of the holiday. Then the next day on Thanksgiving, I've got scripture gratitude sharing with Felipe and Anne. And so they're going to guide that. So we'll probably have sharing, hey, share about who you're thankful for in this room. Let's go around and share what we're grateful for. And they're going to share a scripture. And then the next morning, James is going to share a scripture and a prayer for breakfast. And then David's going to share a scripture and prayer for dinner on Friday night. And that's when our feasting ends. But Plan it in. Make sure that the Bible comes out so that you can stay connected to God. I mean, this is a it's a spiritual holiday. It's supposed to be a time when you take time aside to thank God and thank other people. So pull out the Bible. Number 18, tied in with having a, how to have a spiritual vacation. Go to church wherever you are. Now, this is amaz- this amazes me, but this is something that's really I'm I'm shocked by. Because strong Christians in our church will go to different cities, but they won't even go to the church that's there. And go to church wherever you are. That's that's important. Like find out the church, you know, go on Disciples Today, look for the church locator and go there and, and worship together with those people. And so that's really important. Don't just don't just stay home. Be there, be there with a fellowship and meet new people. Number 19, plan your plan your viewing in advance. Okay. I've had times where I love watching movies of the holidays. It's just a nice time to jump in my jammies. I've got my PJs on, and I've got my bowl of popcorn, and I'm just totally into it. But have you ever had the experience where you're looking on Netflix and you cannot make a decision because you're just over, you're paralyzed by, by choice? There's just too many choices. And then you pick a movie that you think is going to be good. You go, oh, let's watch this. And then about 10 minutes into it, it's got something totally inappropriate. You're like, oh, man, i got to turn this off. And it's just a false start. And you just go, that's crummy. And 
what you watch can totally affect the quality of your your vacation. So plan it out in advance. And one of the things we talked about in our Thanksgiving planning meeting is say, hey, what do we want to watch? And so what we landed on is we're going to watch the trilogy of Lord of the Rings. Now, this is a family favorite. It's one of my favorites of all time. I don't like the current Rings of Power. I, I call it the Rings of Snooze because I think it's really boring. But the I'm a major Tolkien fan. I love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I've read them multiple times. We're going to go back, and on Wednesday night, we're going to watch The Fellowship of the Ring. On Thursday night, we're going to watch The Two Towers. And on Friday night, we're going to cap it off with The Return of the King. And so that's our decision. But I, I know this for sure. If we watch that, we're going to come away pretty much uplifted and inspired. <laughs> it's, there's going to be a good feeling. Now, compare that if you decide, hey, we're going to, watch, we're going to binge on The Sopranos or we're going to binge on uh, Breaking Bad over the holidays. Well, I can pretty much guarantee you that's going to bring you down spiritually, probably not going to lift you up in the way that you want. And so plan it out in advance and don't make a decision on the fly when you just, you're not really at your peak. Next thing, keep your computer public, okay? Sometimes during the holidays, you can just hang out in your room, you know, and you're, you're by yourself. That's a, we know that's a recipe for disaster. Why not just decide, hey, if I'm going to be on my computer, it's going to be on the kitchen table or the kitchen counter, I'm not going to be doing private computer work because I don't want my conscience troubled over a time when I should be really rejoicing and happy. And I just want to finish it off by saying this. Do things that you really enjoy. Do things that you really enjoy. Plan out things that you enjoy. Like for me, here's what I enjoy. I like going to motorcycle shops. That's a little thing that I enjoy doing. I love going I've never once bought one, but I've done this probably for 30 years. I'll, I'll go in the shop. I'll stare. I'll sit on the bikes. I love motorcycles. I just, you know, I can't get enough of them. And that's something I enjoy. Do my Does my wife like it? Heck no. That's like for me going into a fabric store or, some, or me going into a cosmetic store. I hate it. I, I, just, I just can't wait to leave. That's how my wife feels about motorcycle stores. But guess what? I'm going to probably do that on Friday. I'm going to stop by a couple bike shops. I'm going to look at the bikes. I'm going to go, wow, those are awesome. I like to fly model airplanes. Now, how, ask me how many times I've flown this year. Zero. Okay. It's a, it's a hobby, but with the ministry and everything, I rarely have time. But I'm, I talk to my family and say, hey, you know what would really make me happy? If you guys came out and watched me crash a couple radio-controlled airplanes. That would really be awesome. And so they said, yeah, we'd be willing to do that. Now, do they really like that? Mm, they're willing to do it for me. And if they don't want to do it, I'll still go anyway by myself. But do things you really enjoy and really plan out so that you're not just carrying the cross the whole weekend. You're doing everything for everybody else, but you don't plan anything that you really enjoy. I hope that this helps you to have your best holiday ever. And I just want you to know I really appreciate your listening. And it's been awesome because I've just seen so many more people listening to the to the podcast. And it's been fantastic. I want to say thank you for all your encouragement and all the emails I've received, all the thanks. That is really what drives me to do this podcast is knowing I can help other people. I can inspire people to make this life count. And so I really appreciate it. And I, I want to let you know I love you. I'm praying for you. And I want you to come into January feeling totally refreshed and happy because this was your best holiday season ever. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd like to ask your help. Here's how you can help. First of all, hit the subscribe button. Next, post the episode and its link on your favorite social media site. Please let your friends know about it. Next, read one of my books, How to Plant and Grow a Church, or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. And if you've read one of my books, please leave a review on Amazon. Make such a difference. Finally, pray for me and for the church here in Tucson. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, to live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.